welcome to another episode of Sweet Release Healings Roundtable After Dark, where we drop all of our filters and say whatever we have to say as we have to say it. <clears throat> because we're not live on TikTok anymore and we're not going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> Just a disclaimer that if you are easily offended, you should probably not listen to this because we never know where this conversation is going to go. We we hold ourselves harmless. Um <laughs> have to. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to pick up with the conversation is in the previous episode of the regular round round table, we were talking about the signs of enlightenment, which led us down to talking about the NOLA retreat coming up in April of 2024, which we are ironing out this week and will hopefully be on the website by Friday, the 1st of September, 2023. Now, I couldn't help but overhear part of the conversation you guys were having about werewolves. I fucking love werewolves. Werewolves are my bag. Of all the creatures, they are my absolute favorite. I'm like, yes. But one thing caught me, and I heard Spirit say, notice how many different words there are for it across the different languages and different cultures. Every culture has a word for it. No matter where in the world you go, Someone's going to have heard of a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Someone's going to have heard of like a vampire. Someone's going to have heard of all these creatures that go bump in the night and we share now. And I think that that is super fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. Do you know how happy I'd be if I bumped into a werewolf? And <laughs> I'd be like, I'm single. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, take her. I'm gone. <laughs> I would I'm thinking like the guys from um True Blood where they're super tall and they're built like football players and I'm yeah. all three and I'm like hi hi yeah I'm just like that be Hollywood too you know I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I would still be like, can I see where you run in the woods at night? And can I try to keep up? I won't be able to, but can we please go run in the woods? Can we please? Can we go to and a river? Says, yes, with his grandmother bonnet on, come with me in the woods tonight. I'd get in trouble. I'd get in trouble. And I know I would. They'd yeah. be like, well, now it's time to eat you. I'd be dead. With a smile on her face, but she'd still be... Probably. I do think it's fascinating. Um, I, I like to use the word preternatural only mm. because I read it in a book, mm. um, but it fits, right? It's that, that thing just beyond naturally occurring. And I don't really, you know, I maybe not fourth dimensional beings. I don't, I think that they're still of this plane, um, but it's just that just extra outside natural. They're still natural, mm. but you know what I'm taking, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do agree with you on that one. Well, because... it falls in line with cryptids, right? Yeah. So like Bigfoot, Loch Ness, uh, Mothman. Uh, I, I went in a rabbit hole yesterday. I don't have the I don't have a protection sigil against this. I don't need them lining up outside like you rang tonight. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that, Danny. I think. 
it makes and me I didn't wonder. say that it would be bad. I just don't need them lining up like it was a roll call. I don't think Why they will. Why not? There's so much to learn. There is, but like, okay, here's my thing. Y'all been doing this long. I'm going to step into it lightly, okay? I'm still just a little bit. Just let me check it out before I get there, all right? Y'all are all like, that's fine. Let's just go see. And I'm still like, I don't know. Let's just wait for a second. That's cool. You stay right there. I'm good. We're good. We're still at that point. But I just, and it's more of like, not necessarily like this huge fear, but more of a respect of, I'm not quite sure what to do right now or what this is, but I'm going to respect your area and I'm going to respect mine and I'm going to move to the side. Yeah. It's more of a respect thing because I don't, I don't know as much and I don't understand it as well. And and I just thought of it when you were talking about it, you know, a lot of those things that the humans create, well, I don't really have a trust issues with that anyway. So I probably don't trust it. I'm just being honest. I don't trust human made stuff as much as the spiritual stuff. You can show up and look, God awful in spirit, and I'm good. But it's that when we start talking about those things that like people have brought into existence because of saying it and believing it, which there's a lot there, I'm leery of it because of my own personal issues, right? And it's that I have a great deal of respect for all of it, but I'm really right now because, like I said, getting started and starting to see things. Um, Differently, I'm a little bit leery. Not like in a terrible way, because I don't want anybody to be afraid of things. But I do like to tread lightly until I'm sure with it. Unlike some who just run off with a werewolf in the middle of the night, like, whatever, let's just go. I just feel like the best way to learn something is to put yourself into their shoes. Exactly. The hands on the rubber. You're just like, jump off the cliff and go <laughs> oh my god pretty much no. one of my friends is jumping out of an airplane and she asked me if i wanted to and i was like i don't know like i scream if i slip on the toilet seat so i don't know if like jumping out of an airplane is for me but now i'm thinking about it and i'm like how many times i kind of want to and she she said like her ticket's going to expire in august and I, I mean um october and i was like i think i could fit that into september yeah, go. I'm really, I'm genuinely thinking about it. Like, it's scaring the shit out of me, but I, I, I kind of want to. But that's how I approach everything in spirit is I don't stop and get afraid. I don't give myself the space to be afraid. I just full bore go for it. And I'm like, we're going to see what happens here. You know, I admire that, but I am not there. I know. I Absolutely not. Like, I'm going to walk down and you're going to be like, I'm going down this alley and I'm going to be like, okay, I'll meet you back over here. Yeah, and we're going to, maybe in a couple of years, I'll, 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 it'll be fine. See, no. I just assume that if a, if a werewolf and I just happen to cross paths and we see each other and I'm like, I recognize you. And he's like, you're a witch sorceress, uh, psychic bitch. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And you're like a big hairy dog. And then we like have a little tete-a-tete. And like enjoy and crack jokes at each other. I'm gonna go for him and like I'm buying the first round. You ready? And he'll be like, "Yeah, let's do this." Because I'm assuming that the spirit put him in my path for a reason, for me to learn. Yeah, but yeah, he put you in his path yeah. for a reason because he picks his teeth with your bones. Well, the first thing I'm well, like, 
I would be like, what's your temper like? Because my temper is avoidant. It's explosive followed by avoidant. I'm either exploding or I'm running or I'm exploding then running. It's mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd be like, same, except I don't have any control after the for the run. Yeah. Yeah. And then Absolutely. I'm going to be like, is your alcohol tolerance more than a normal human's? And let's find out. Because I want to know. And I'm just, uh, I just, I'll tap my, you know, tip my hat and. My next one would be like, do you have to elongate your teeth to brush them in the morning? Or does them going in and out do it themselves? Like, does do your gums do that? Is it, is it an apple? What about you bring the room out down here when you're here, sweat on. Just I have zero words for that. And that doesn't happen a lot. I know that I for mean, vampires too, because are their teeth always out? Because if their teeth is look, they're always out, then they can brush them easily. And do they even have to worry about cavities and tartar buildup? Like with um, their fins out, wouldn't that hurt their lips? Like or is their skin toughened in that spot? Like, okay, now you got me questioning things. See? See? Okay, y'all can go ask. There it is. So Carlene and I are gonna go hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares if they're undead? He's like they're undead. Hair continues to grow, so does nails, and I think black does too after you die. You still got shrinks. Our skin shrinks and and makes it look longer. They don't actually the keratin does not continue to build up. Oh, I thought it did. My bad. I thought it but I mean, realistically, though, they're animated and they're eating. So you have to maintain. You take a shower or they're going to stink. You brush your teeth. So you a friend to- of mine says yeah. that um, uh, garlic is uh, vampire propaganda. My God. I, okay. I'll, I got a story after this one. But that garlic is vampire propaganda because they just want seasoned blood. <laughs> If you're in New Orleans, my head can't. It's 100% lore as far as I'm concerned. The reason why they like New Orleans is because everybody tastes so good. It's true. Oh my gosh. It's true. It would be the best place to dine. No joke. Yeah. From all rounds. So, the side note is the last time I had a candid conversation about this and I asked questions because a friend of mine has encountered one in San Diego. Um, and she was telling the story and, and, um, so we're, we're having, and I'm asking questions. There was, I dreamed that night, you know, how you have dreams where you feel like someone's ripping the covers off of you. Um, well, this one was one of those, except, um, uh, I could give his face to a sketch artist and I don't, and it was not fun. And he was like perched at my window, like peering in my window, um, and I did my whole light bubble explode thing and like I blew him away and then he just perched in a tree and watched me from the tree and it was not okay like I felt scared for my safety um and so when I got up the next morning you know I buffed up some of my wards and my protections and then haven't said the word this many times um, in a row in a year. 
And uh, so it'll be really interesting. So when I say I call them to the door, like my experience has been, I've called them to the door. Um, What if if to them, you're just being rude? Like you call them, (laughs) they came, you're just like, get out of here. And they're like, I just traveled 300,000 miles in the dead of night in two seconds flat because I'm super fast and you're just going to ignore me. I just, you know, wanted a cracker. I just feel like if a peeping Tom was at my window, he'd get the same response, except a tiny bit more physical. Oh, yeah. Peeping at my window while I sleep is not okay. I mean, absolutely. I'm just thinking, like, maybe just, maybe you called, so they're coming. He was not curious. It was not fun. So it's it's weird. I don't know. So like, while I believe that nothing in spirit can harm me, I also believe on this other side that mm, there are things that can. But how are you going to know if you don't have a conversation with them when you call them? I didn't call him on purpose. He was not invited. I swear I'm just to God, saying. if he shows up tonight, I'm going to be so pissed. You better have a conversation with him if he does, because I'm going to be pissed. And I'm really like, Jenny. Stop calling this poor dude over. He's just on business. He's sending mixed signals. Yeah, you are sending mixed signals. Is that every man all the time? He's just trying to understand why you called him. Have a conversation. Get his questions answered, I'm sure. But I'm willing to bet it was more like a business transaction for him, especially since you were like, blow him away and he goes and sits in a tree I'm just saying he was not happy if you've ever seen like an owl that gets caught in a windstorm he was not pleased fuck I wouldn't be either you asked him to come over all that way he gets all the way there and nothing fucking man he expected you to put out and you didn't I didn't say that you weren't there I didn't say that I wasn't even going there she's a business transaction and that's all I could think of that's what I'm saying Welcome to enlightenment, ladies and gents. This is the continuing conversation. This, this is what PS, in case you think that we sit on mountaintops levitating two feet off the ground and um, you know, just constantly transmute energy out until no, these are the conversations we have with each other. It cracked me up the other day when Charity was like and Jenny something vampire. And I was like, the what, the what, the what? I'm had to have had that wrong in text. Like what? And now it's all coming around full circle. I'm like, ah, I see. I see where we're at. I see. So the, the fact that the universe is like, hi, staying in New Orleans isn't going to work. We need to find an alternative. Just makes me feel validated. I'm just saying. I love because, that. Like, huh? I love that for you. <laughs> I mean, I hope that you, I can't wait for you to experience. I can't wait to experience you experiencing it. And I hope to be proved wrong. Like I really, like I genuinely do. I don't want bad things around the corner. I want to be able to flip carefree through places. Well, <laughs> the way I see it is that all of us put together is going to put off the biggest light bomb that even if there is something it's not going to be touching us not even close 
I feel like it'll draw curiosity. That's something else I noticed. I noticed that, and oh, Andrea, you had this during a live, I think, where you just had a um, a traveler come in and sit down in the living room, right? Because he just was mm -hmm. curious that the light we had created. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, no, carry on. I'm just observing. It happens all the time. They're always walking in and out of here. And I'm like, what's up, yo? Do you do you find that it happens more when you're in a session or on a live or in meetings like this where there's a larger group of us? Or does it just happen all the time? No, it just happens all the time. I feel like that scene from Sleeping Beauty when they are fighting over the color of the dress and the sparks are going up through the chimney um, and it draws the attention of the crow or the mm -hmm. raven. I feel like, especially in the beginning, when you're like figuring it out and you're testing and trying things, and then you're throwing off those sparks and you, you draw attention from, and, and I'm not talking about like the, the preternatural or the, what, you know, I'm just talking about like you draw attention of spirit. And so you get more of it and it pulls in and it feeds in and you have your team shows up in ways that you didn't know existed and then travelers show up and like you start getting um all of this stuff is attracted to your shiny sparklies that you're putting off and i think it's in hindsight especially once you get the fear out of the way it's really beautiful i so as you were saying that it was like <laughs> I was shown like basically the whole team just bored, kicking rocks around, poking shit with sticks. And then finally, like the person talks to them and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, nobody panic. Oh my God, they're talking to it. They're paying attention to us. Okay. And then they all just like crowd in. <laughs> like that scene from Ghost where they're like, she can see us. And then she can't go anywhere because they're all around her all the time. I'm just watching Charity like shake her head at everything I'm saying. So much disappointment. So disappointing. So she much stopped. No. She's going to fall off that stool from vertigo. Probably. Just. <laughs> it's a. Yes. I'm so fucked when I go down there. All right, whatever. It's a respect thing, really, I think. Like, it's and, until I get to know better. Like, it unnerves me. Like, I was telling Jane, it's like, I know. I can feel it when I'm there. And there's so much. There's so much different stuff. And like I said, I didn't want to, like, put fear in anybody. But I'm not in a place where I'm going to be like Andrea and jump off a cliff. I'm just not right now. Hold on. Jump off just... a fucking cliff. you got to go over and talk to a werewolf automatically. Maybe in a couple of years, when I get better, lose some of that fear. That's great. I know I have it. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I love that a conversation with a person is synonymous with jumping off a cliff for you. <laughs> Are you okay? It's not a person. First off. First of all, Jenny, you put that last part in. I just said, let's have some beers together. Jenny put in the chat and asked him if she can buy him a drink and climb him like a redwood. Did not say that part at all and was not leaning toward that way either. 
I was saying, I'm just going to have a beer with a freaking werewolf because how many times in your life do you get to have a conversation with a fucking werewolf? How cool would that be? I just want to go toe to toe with him and have some fun. Maybe we'll play some cars and like, yes, let's. I think have you should. Fun. I think you should. And you can do that. I, I just, I'm not there yet. <laughs> See, now you got me wondering though. Andrea, I think you were in the bathroom and I don't think you heard this part. But so now I'm wondering if I like actually i mean i came like eye to eye with one i feel like oh yeah yeah so i'm like i did not get good vibes from him though <laughs> it was a very much get the fuck out of here so okay so the story is not far from where i grew up there is this shut down like military training fields and stuff forests there is a hanging tree that supposedly people got hung on um there's a few buildings that cults came in and did sacrifices at and dark energies people fucked in those woods and those woods are not happy with people anymore um i went one time with a group of friends at night took us to the hanging trees and i was already i was like y'all all right we need to wrap this up we need to go like they want us out of here i'm not liking this vibe and on our on our way out on the road, you have to go slow because there's a lot of potholes and uneven parts of the road and stuff. Um, there was a creature of some kind trailing the car and like beside the car, red eyes. And I very much was like, I'm not, I did not make eye contact. Nope, I'm, we're going. <laughs> like, I'm not acknowledging this because if I acknowledge it, it's real. And then I'm terrified. Um, and just the other day I was pondering it and I asked spirit like, okay, can you tell me actually what it actually is? Cause I believe it's still there. It, and they told me it's a protector. It protects those woods. And I was like, yep, that tracks. That makes a lot of sense. And when they show it to me, it's a very uh, shadowy kind of beast figure, very werewolf like. And so <laughs> with all this talk and everything, I'm like, I came face to face with a werewolf. <laughs> so cool it is cool like <clears throat> that's what i'm saying i'm just not like you said it was a protector right in that space so it's kind of like if i get that heat feeling where i'm like i don't want to walk down through here because i don't know it at the time but maybe there is a werewolf down there it's just like you don't want to go down there right now one my team knows i am so not prepared for that yet right even if he is a protector but if he's a protector then it's almost kind of like I I don't want to tread on his ground with me. I am very, I don't want to overstep or, I don't know how to explain it. Be no, respectful of. Thing. It is for me. Yeah. It's very, because I don't know enough about that interaction or what to do with it or, or yet. Um. And that's how it is for me. It's kind of like when, <clears throat> and I don't understand it yet either. And maybe that is a part of the enlightenment. I know we were talking about that, but I really yeah. think this has something to do with it too. Is because the more I become enlightened, um, the less fear I'll probably have with it. But for some that are just getting started, 
they may be a little unnerved like I am too, and it may not be a respect thing. It may just be the fear thing that they have for it. And there's something that we would have to unlearn, but it is the respect thing for me. But also like when people mention the faith, my immediate reaction is, please don't fuck with the faith. I don't know why. I, I, I have not studied them. I'm just aware of, you know, tales and myths and legends and things. But the minute people start talking about it, my initial reaction is, please don't fuck with them. And it's not like, it's just kind of like, please don't. Let them do their thing. Will you let yeah. them be within their own? And for me, it's kind of like that. Is it cool to talk to them? And that, Yes, I get that. But I'm not at a point to where I actually want to be like you because you've done this for several years and, and like, you know, you're not going to get hurt. I know this, but I'm still, I have that timid piece of, I need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like I need a minute to process that as I'm probably like knee jerk reaction going the other direction. And I get it. I yeah. do understand it because when yeah. you have that feeling of going somewhere, especially in nature, that's like yeah. whole stop or you get really, really tired, that usually is the nature spirits telling you chill out. But then yeah. I also think what a missed opportunity it is to have a conversation and say, hey, humans are enlightening. I understand that this is how it was then, but I'm not like that. Do you mind if I give you a second to show you? This happened to me when I was leaving Third Hole not long ago. Third Hole is my favorite spot about um, along the Peabody River where locals like to swim. And it's a beautiful swimming hole. You have to, it's a short, short walk through the woods first to get there. I have seen full body apparitions there just walk across the path. I have had feelings about it, but I have also set the path. I've set it up with them that I am a caretaker. I pick up the glass. I pick up the trash. I moved, I moved a slug from the middle of the path over into the other side of the path. Gotcha. I pay attention to these things first and foremost. And I have set that up. All it takes is just a conversation to stop, respect their boundaries, and then say, hey, I get it. I know how you're feeling this way. Leave, your, leave yourself open for them for just a minute and say, I'd like you to read my energies and see if you still feel that way. If you do, fine. Cool. If you don't, let's proceed. I like that. You know, like, and that gives, I'm sorry, Carly. Oh, I was just going to say, Andrea had mentioned that before, maybe in a past podcast or something. And that has actually helped me with over here. When I, uh, as we're like clearing a path and everything, every time I walk through the woods around here, I am constantly giving like just giving off gratefulness. I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you for this. Thank you for letting me walk here. Um, and the, I can't really explain it, but it's like when I first walk in and especially when I'm walking with my stepdad and he's like with the machete hacking things away and I'm rolling up behind him and I'm like, thank you. So sorry. Thank you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> like as I talk with the trees and everything, cause I've talked to the trees that are going to be on like by my trailer. Um, and the tension eases every time I talk to them, it mm -hmm. like becoming more familiar and, and I wouldn't have even thought of it had you not mentioned that before. Well, like, how are they supposed to know? How is that red eyed beastly protector supposed to know that some humans are okay and some humans are not? 
if we're not teaching them that humans are changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, fair point. We're denying them the opportunity point. to learn as well as ourselves. It is very, but I do that. When I go in the woods, I'm always taught. I know, like I can feel whatever. I don't know. I don't question too much about it, but I'm always respectful. When I go into a place and I can feel that there are things around and I can feel that intensity, I get really respectful and I start paying attention to around, like even in the city, you know, because, or New Orleans specifically, because I'm aware of it. And so I just get really aware of, you know, what's going on, but I never, I haven't gotten to the place and that's a good point. And I'll try next time to have a conversation like that. (sighs) Jesus. I'm going to try that. It's a good point and fair point. It is. It is like, it is. okay, really thank you. I learned something new and I will yep. take that and I will put it into practice immediately. Well, because realistically, if you act in respect and you are not the average human that they're used to, it is going to give them pause. Yeah. If you give them access to your energy completely <laughs> and start telepathically communicating with them or out loud, whatever you, but they, you know, we all know that they tell yeah. they telepathically communicate back. Yes. <clears throat> we are giving them an opportunity to join with us in the enlightenment of humanity. True. And I know mm-hmm. I miss that on the part right now, but that's just an honest response of where I am. Don't worry. I'll hold your hand yeah. next time you're going to go in the woods. I'll oh, show you. You're so scary. off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this after dark. Love this. <laughs> I, had to think. I honestly had to think. I was like, are we off TikTok? Because if not, Sharon's about to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even just get a middle finger. I got it circling around. It was, it was a flock of them. It was so bad. I know. I'm sorry, but I'm not. Murder of middle fingers. For real. Don't. No, if I've ever seen that. That's, that's dead. Here's your gold star. Thank you. <laughs> no, you have a you have a fair and honest point and a true point. But that is um that is that is where I'm at. And I don't need you to hold my hand. Yeah, I do probably honestly. So this comes with my growth point. My temperament is to get mad first and afraid way later. Fear does not kick into me until it's like I need to manifest something and I need it now. I'm afraid I'm not going to get it. That's right. where I get afraid. Isn't right. That's where my insecurities no. lie because my insecurities lie with human beings on their own mm. because are they going to get in line? Are they going to make different choices? Why are they going to do this? And I've already been shown, don't trust humans. Like don't do that. But you want to tell me like, Hey, there's this vampire who wants you to come over for a snack. And I'm like, fuck yes. Let's have a conversation. Let's do this. Should I bring anything? Is this a potluck? I mean, I want to. (laughs) And my thing is like, what language do I need to utilize in the agreement so I can accept this, ask the questions I need to leave in the same condition in which I arrived and not owe any debts later? Like I'm running through like the legal contract that I need to go through yeah. in order to say it, yes. My brain, my brain does not go there. My brain's like, you want to fuck around and find out or are we going to be cool? 
where are we at? That's awesome. That's literally what I, that's is how I approach everything in life. It doesn't matter. Every, every person in my life, every being in my life, every entity, every energy, I approach the same way. Are we going to fuck around and find out? Or are you going to be cool? Like we had that group of what felt like there was like, I would only describe them as off world or like young adults, late teens. Like they were grouped together. They had that youngish feeling and they were exploring different aspects of earth. They came in here, they saw what I was doing. And I think it, I think it was channeling it alive and they came and sat on the couch and And I think you guys remember when they came in, I was like, Hey, Mm -hmm. they're going to tell me and you're going to feel it and you're going to know it. You only feel it and you only know it. And they're only going to tell you if you can put your fear down for a second and see it for what it actually is. It's again, not everyone is a bullheaded Libra who has CPTSD and fights first and asks questions second. It's that's, this is what it is. And I think it takes all kinds to get through there because if, if, if everybody's like me running over the legal language, nobody gets anywhere. If everybody's like you, we're a bunch of lemurs who just ran off the cliff, right? Because there's gotta be a little bit of like, what am I running off the fucking cliff, you guys? My God. I but what I'm saying is like, one follows the other, follows the other. So you, if you do that, you have trust in yourself. You have trust in your team. You, you, you understand the outcome right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference between just cliff diving with no perspective or no understanding or no trust, right? That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. I wasn't calling you a lemur that did come across that way. And it was terribly, I'm so sorry. Um, but there's a difference. So just because you can jump off that cliff, like, like charity said, I'm not there yet. Um, the goal is to be able to get there, but right. maybe that's also not my role. Maybe my role is to look over and go, for everybody who can't jump, here's an alternative path. We still get there. And then you have the experience of what it was like to jump. And then we regroup at the bottom and we share back and forth. I don't know. I was thinking the same line of thinking. Because I was like, maybe Andrea's job was to show us what happens when you jump off the cliff. And then the rest of us are like, oh, see, that's what happens. Here's like another route. We can do it. <laughs> and then <laughs> next time. Canary tale for everyone. No, no. So it's like next time I saw that she did it and, and nothing bad happened. So then, then next time. I, yeah. It reduces the fear. It's inspiring, which I think is the big thing. It's, it's that, it's that leap of faith mm-hmm. in ourselves and the people around us. Um, you know, so I know that if it's safe enough for Andrea to jump, it's also safe enough for me to jump. And if she says, Hey guys, this isn't a space we jump from, then we're like, Oh, okay. Like, so it, one of the questions I wrote down is who are you learning from? How many different resources are you learning from? And having these conversations teaches me that I need to jump more that I need to stop standing on the precipice and calculating and just fucking jump more because you do it all the time. And did you die? No. So, and when there comes a a time and space when you're like, yeah, we don't, we don't jump from there. Then I'm like, Oh, we don't jump from there. Why don't we jump from there? And then now I learned what to look for on where we don't jump from. So it's not a cautionary tale. It's a, um, it's a beacon. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, 
You're on a cautionary tale. It's like Jenny was saying. It's kind of like, if you say yes, it's okay because you've earned my trust so far and everything you said is true. And if you talk to that werewolf and you say, it's okay, I promise, or I say, or whatever, it's it's okay, then that fear drops from me some. Like creating a map with topography. Yeah, yeah. And because and- I don't know how to navigate that. Like, I don't know that part right now. Like, I'm dealing with spirit guides and entourage. I'm dealing with all that. I know that stuff exists down there. But being down there, like, um, when we went to look around at places and stuff, after I'd had a good focus session with you, it was heightened. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was more aware of it. But it's kind of like Jameson. It's like, if you say, okay, you probably don't need to do this this way, I'm going to listen to you because you are that cliff jumper. You're like, hey, I've been through this. Let me tell you how this goes. Period. End of story. Yeah. And I know you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm just just getting started in that. So I haven't made those paths or, or those transitions yet and those conversations, and I haven't gotten up to that. Am I interested in kind of wanting to talk to him? Yeah, but that's that's way that's over here. That's over here. It's okay. Right I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, you go first. You yeah, you go first. I'm gonna wait and see. Just kind of like I'm gonna sit back. Like go ahead, let's see what happens. <laughs> it goes back to your mouse in the maze analogy. You're so much farther along in the maze than we are. Yeah. And what you're doing is. Um, yeah. The route that you choose is different than the route that we because you've been doing it for so much longer. Right. You've been actively making the choices to navigate through the maze a lot longer than I have, than we have. So when you come back and get us and you're like, hey, let me teach you what I've learned so far, then Mm -hmm. you guide us through the next place. And then there are some things where you're like, I can't make this choice for you. You have to pick. But I taught you this section back here. I shared my experience of this section with you back here. And then I will I got to go on my path. And then when we meet back up in a minute. What did you learn? What did I learn? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've navigated a larger or a different portion of the path than we have. So we look to each other for that guidance, like charity and her manifestations. Oh my God, I wish I could manifest like charity does. Mm-hmm. Stay with it. You know, Carlene and her knowledge of plants, please teach me. I don't want to go lick the wrong thing and die, um, but I want, I want to know, you know, and each of us, Kaylee, and like each of us are navigating different parts of this maze and we group back together mm-hmm. and we share our experiences. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's so crucial to, to circle it back to enlightenment. That's so crucial for enlightenment in general is who are you learning from? Mm. How many resources are you gathering your information? Because mm-hmm. if I just put my nose to your tail and follow you blindly, it's not going to end well for me. Right. No, and then I turn into a burden for you because now you have to navigate your own path and be responsible for me now. Mm-hmm. Right. This is why in every single gift focus session. I tell, I ask at least two truth questions. I start saying something and then I say, is that true? Am I also telling you the truth when I say X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Because finding truth is extremely important. Now, I've had my scary interactions with spirit before, but it was the resolution of it that turned my tail. And I was like, hold on a second. No. So <clears throat> story time. When my kids were like two, three, 
maybe even one and two. This is me back in my 20s. Again, raised in a spiritual family, but here we go. My husband at the time was working away from home and it was me and the babies. They were asleep and I was settling down to go to sleep. I was laying in bed, looking up at the ceiling and suddenly the ceiling started to swirl and there were multiple entities, maybe like three to five that were swirling around and they were giving me like evil faces and they were like, ha ha ha. Like, and then they, I was initially curious and then they started to like dive bomb me and I was flinching away from them. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I called my husband at the time. And I was like, I don't know what to do here. Like, what the fuck? And he said, turn the light on. I turned the light on and they were gone. And I went, motherfucker. And I heard spirit at that time saying, turn your light on. And Ooh. from that moment, I knew my light, shine it through my house, shine it through my kids. And these things can't do anything. And then I got real pissed off because I was like, motherfucker, you're going to tell me that you just tried to dive bomb me and scare me, but a fucking light bulb had you running in fear? Fuck you. I'm not going to be afraid of something that's afraid of a fucking light bulb. Fuck all the way off. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. So mad. So I was mad. so mad. I was so mad. And that's so how I approached it. Ever since I've approached it like that, anytime any kind of those lower beings that are born of human decisions come up to me and they come close to me and try to like attach to my legs or they try to do something. I'm like, fuck you are. I tried to hit Vex with some light because I didn't know what he was at first. Right. And he was like, um, excuse me. He was like, that's not that doing. That's not gonna work on me. I'm like, sorry, buddy. Sorry about that, baby. Bad. I know, my mommy's sorry. But it's just totally it's right. things like that. I've had clients come up to me who were terrified, crying about entities that have been in their homes and I've isolated them. I wrapped them in light and I've dissipated them over and over and over again. I'm not afraid of shit. If you see me afraid, we got problems. <laughs> Run. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, and that's a good meter. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, it is. Because if you say yes or you say no, if you're afraid, then then we all need to be, right? But you're not, and I know that. I'm just not at that step, right? You don't have to yeah, be there. I'm not yeah. asking you to. I'm I'm honestly not asking you to. I promise. I know I messed with you, but no, I'm, it's okay. I'm, I know it's fine. Not. No, I know. I'm just. I just wanted people that listen to the podcast to know. I know you're running me down the road. It's fine. I love it. You should. <laughs> you might as well. That's. <clears throat> but I just, you know, somebody's getting started into it that they, they really have like that fear of everything, you know, I still do too, you know, like I, a little bit, you know, I, I still kind of, I'm hesitant with that. And like Jenny said, it's like, you know, people are not on a pedestal just because you hear them talk about things and you think, oh, that's good and stuff like check it, you know, and just be real with it. I just want to be real with it. But yeah, no, you can. Give me all the hell you want because that's fine because you'll get it back. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm yeah. on a daily basis. Well, when she's teaching me about manifestations here and she's like, stay still. Yeah. You teach me about not having fear and things that I've known but have not been able to define it from a finger on 
and I teach you how to be still and stay with it. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it works that way. It works that way with all of us. Though. Like, I, I, talk, I try to talk to as many as I can. I don't get to a lot sometimes. And sometimes on Discord, like, I don't know exactly what to say, but I am reading it. You know? Those experiences stuff and learning from it constantly. And, um, and people on the podcast, because we actually get to have these conversations and talk about it, I've learned so much. And each person brings to the table that uniqueness, like that, that thread of the goddess, right? That piece that comes into it and it comes in right here and it's like we build each other so that we all become like more pieces of that, that weave together. Like, like you can take pieces from me because I'm going to show you and I'm going to take pieces from you and I'm going to take pieces from Jenny and Carlene and Sharon and Morgan and Kaylee and Tiffany and Spencer, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera, right down the road, down the line. <clears throat> and I think that's important. And I just, I don't know. I think it's important to be real about things in these situations. Just like, I know you always tell the truth. I've known it from the beginning. From the time I heard you on TikTok, it rang within me that she's telling the truth. Whatever's coming out of her mouth is the truth. And I have checked you every time. <laughs> Until I made a GFS uh, gift focus session. I did them. Every time you would say something, I'd check it. I'd be like, damn, damn, she's right. Shit, she's right. I'm going to have to do something about this. You know, it's like, fuck. <laughs> that goes on a t-shirt. Shit, she's right. Shit, she was right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good t-shirt. Yeah. But we're going to run into these beings, ask questions, and be like, motherfuck, you were right. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Just wanted to have yeah. a fucking conversation and a cup of tea. But, so would you say that curiosity is, I mean, I think the answer, I know the answer to this already, but how, how important is curiosity in the enlightenment process? Paramount. Very. Uh -huh. When we are curious, we are no longer resisting. We are no longer so fear-based that we cannot experience something new. And the whole point of the enlightenment process is to experience the new. Do you think curiosity is something that we cultivate? For me, it comes natural, so I don't have an answer to this. Do some people find curiosity a bit more daunting or less desirable than others? Yes. I have plenty of clients who come from... Um, backgrounds where they were not encouraged, taught, or allowed to be curious. It was children should be seen and not heard. It's, it goes far back to just accept it as it is. It's very trauma-based. It's a hard thing for me to teach people. I would say, so you know me, I very much believe that this is our sixth sense. There's nothing that can sway me either ways. This is our sixth sense. And because it's a sixth sense, it is a sense that every human being has. Right. It is not dependent on a physical thing. Let me know when I'm back. No. <clears throat> back, maybe. I know. Oh, back? There you are. Yeah, you're back. So with the sixth sense, <clears throat> it is not dependent on our DNA to make it work, like our sense of smell, sight, hearing. You know, we can have genetic abnormalities where people are born deaf, blind, etc. or you can lose it over time. It is not dependent on the physical because it goes beyond into reading energy. 
the thing with it is it has no, it has nothing to do with worth. It has nothing to do with talent, ability, or skill level. It has everything to do with willingness. And along with willingness comes curiosity. You're willing to ask additional questions. You're willing to look at it further. You're willing to go down the line and at least try it. Curiosity is exceedingly important to conversation with spirit, conducive conversation and development of this side of us. And I think about it like this. If we were never curious in the first place about our gifts full stop, well, back up. If we were never curious about the human body full stop, we would never know where any of our senses come from. True. If we were never curious at all, we would never have dissected each other. We would never have explored the world. We wouldn't understand each other, different cultures, anything. Curiosity is ingrained in us. We are naturally curious beings. This is why we have such a strong fight or flight. We need it. Oh. So is curiosity a spirit thing too? Um, Or is it primarily a human experience? So when you asked if it's a spirit thing too, the first thing I heard was agreed. And I heard that from over here on my right side, like external, agreed. We have garnered the attention of quite a few off-worlders right now, and I'm not sure if you guys are picking up on it, but they're kind of standing behind me and to the right and like leaning over my shoulder a little bit. And I kind of just like left it because they're always around all the time. One of them says I'm never going to meet a werewolf and I should probably just put that down. And I'm like, God damn it. I want them to be real. And they're like, like they're not. They're gone. That's I don't know what tastes at all. I just see her mouth going. I don't see what she's saying. I'm not happy about this, honestly. I'm a little sad. Apparently, some of the genetic traits are still there, but not enough to actually turn. That makes me sad. It did me too. Um, Cause I think about how many species we've lost to time. You know, you, you lament their existence. Well, that just got sad. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. I have um, like, uh, like woodland um, creatures outside my window. They, they look like, the ant, the ants from Lord of the Rings. So they're very like, like tall and tree barky, limsy, and they're all just, they're just listening. They're just listening. That I cannot physically see with my physical eyeballs. I can see them in my brain for reference. That makes sense. So that checks out. You're very earthy and you have that whole earth goddess thing going on. Of course, they're going to be mm-hmm. drawn learning about the human aspect and what an earth goddess in a human body looks and feels like of course they are this is why i think you're always going to be safe i don't think they're ever going to fuck with you i don't think they're ever going to because it's a respect thing they're not mm-hmm. running amok in your house and they could be they're not they're staying outside and staying within certain distance because they've already felt your fear now what would happen if you dropped the fear and said hey can you show me what you are through the lens of spirit and can you help me understand you as you are fucking thieving brownies that's the very first thing my brain thought is 
You <laughs> cannot come inside my house and steal my things. <laughs> but like these guys, it was really weird because like the, these these forest entities, they don't bother me at all. And I know that I'm protected. I know that no nothing and nobody gets on my property or gets in my space without, okay, fine, you win my invitation. You were right. I sent out an invite and then blew him away in the wind, uh, but without, without invitation or permission. Um, so it's really fine. Fucking hell. You're so right. Because my thought process is this being came up to you and you blew him away with the wind and then he stayed a safe distance away. He didn't keep trying. And he allowed himself to be blown away by the wind. You think he doesn't know how to navigate wind? Like for that, my tiny little light, my light bulb was enough to run him off. That's what I'm saying. Like the fucking light bulb was enough to run you fucking off. You gotta be shitting me. You can't be that powerful if you were I running really away. I really wish somebody had me the light bulb thing when I was like three. So hey, parents, just let them know that if it's really that big and bad, that a fucking light bulb wouldn't scare them away because that would have saved me so many sleepless nights. Just saying. That's what I'm saying. Like we have these little tiny night lights. And I'm like, the shit is that going to do? You can't even electrocute yourself on that. What? You're not even going to get a little zap. What the fuck is that? Electrocution on the bingo? I know it was there last week. It was actually. It was. So, but what I'm getting <laughs> is they're they so energy will be distorting energy. Electricity yeah. will be distorting energy. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I know say shit sometimes and it gets kind of poignant so this is like a visual uh representation of enlightenment because now i'm questioning some core beliefs which is great because that's what we do that's where the curiosity comes in we question core beliefs we weigh them against the information that we have and where mm -hmm. we received the information previously and mm -hmm. then we make new choices or we make the same choices but we're better enlightened that is enlightenment in action Mm -hmm. look at that boss ass pose you got down there like i know that's right yeah oh i do love you back. i love you very much this is why i want you to drop the fear because i love you so much it's like why are we gonna be afraid of this i'm still gonna let you go first Okay. That's fine. So I'll be a trailblazer. No way with that. So us, not to bring it back to the jumping off the cliff thing, but okay. So for us right now, with what we're talking about, uh, greeting these beings, right? That's jumping off the cliff right now. But for a lot of people with these fears, even just looking at their gifts is jumping off the cliff. So prime example, the gift focus session is literally Andrea holding our hands showing us the way down the cliff the way to go and say hey you can trust this fall like and andrea is the cliff jumper yeah, that was good so <laughs> yeah i think of those base jumpers in their squirrel suits <laughs> that just Yep. That, that look like they defy gravity so free and and power not powerful 
as in like powerful, but like power filled. Yeah. Yeah. It's because there's no fear in there. No. You take the fear out, yeah. Please jump out of an airplane with a GoPro. I was just about to say, sounds like you need to take that plane around. I think we've been talking about it for 45 minutes. Yeah. It always comes back to squirrels. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's because we're right. Well, this has been enlightening. <clears throat> right? So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> My meditation and journaling is going to be full of so much today. Good Lord. Oh, that's something else that was crew. I, I know that we're running on an hour. That was something else that was crucial and key is I wrote down everything. Every single thing, because I didn't have the knowledge, the language, or the understanding to process it at the time, but I was able to look back on it later when I did and and gather the information that way. Um, so for me, it was, I've got notebooks everywhere. I know Andrea keeps notebooks all over the place too. Um, is and it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be organized like we are not we are just jotting it down in a handwriting that we preferably can read later made that mistake mm -hmm. um to come back and look at and you'll come across it in the right timing i did anyway um, but writing things down has been immensely helpful um in in processing all of all the things mm -hmm. Big time. I guess, I mean, mindfulness, journaling, um, stillness, they, we, we, we seem to circle back to those three things and then dropping mm -hmm. the fear. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back and watch that Instagram video again. Well, this world <laughs> is so, it has everybody so programmed to just be go, 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 go all the time. Okay, you finish this thing, now yeah. what's the next thing? Now then the next thing, and then the next thing. There is no time for pause. And bro, yeah. like moving back here, things are just the way of living is so much slower than like Phoenix mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, the thing that keeps ringing in my head was my grandma when I was younger, when I would go to visit, she's from Washington, right? When I would go to visit, she would always complain about like, well, she's not going anywhere fast, you know, <laughs> like, but then coming back here after living in a fast paced place, I'm like, dang, I can see how she thought that. But really, I was just more living in the moment than she was. I'm like, I've slowed down or like grew up slowed down, you know, like. Yes. Just learning how to slow down, take in the things around you as you're going through it. That was it. That was the thought. Yeah, that's a great point. It is a great point, and it's a big part of living a more spiritually focused life, including enlightenment, more awareness. <clears throat> manifestation, all of it, being able to slow down and be in the moment. And it's, it's ironic that I say that because when I'm trying to manifest something, especially like a person, I have no slowdown, none. And I'm 
pissed off all the time and I'm hyper aware and I'm hyper focused on it and I get in my own way. So I'm fully aware of the irony here. But. Hmm. But you can take that experience and go, do as I say, not as I do. Right? Like, I'm telling you that this doesn't work. I'm telling you that this impatient, this whatever, it doesn't get me there faster. So if you can figure out how to do it without being patient, maybe, maybe drop me a few hints, but also it doesn't help. I can't yeah. manifest from fear. I've tried manifesting fearfully. It doesn't work. So hey, PS, try not to do it this way because it's not working. And I mean, that's, that is very, very, very true. We teach each other as we go along. We all come by way of our own experience. And when we get together like this, we can help each other. We can hand over hand pull each other in the directions we need to go in. Yeah, I think you're right with that. I'm also thinking it. It plays into like because like working together. I've 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 often thought like to be enlightened is to realize that you know nothing. Not that you don't, but you know nothing in the presence of others. So I sit here as if I know nothing, and I listen to you and your perspective and your point of view, and I take it into myself. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you know, because people are like, I know everything. I know exactly how to do this. And they're putting it out to be enlightened. I think it goes along with that learning from each other. In order to do that, you have to sit there and people like, you know, understand and listen and have patience and things like that. But it's to drop what you know for a second and just listen to them and take it in for a minute. Mm -hmm. And just let it kind of filter through. And then when it things with inside you you'd be like yes i agree with that i see what you're saying where you're coming from let me try it that way but if you have that well i've done it like this and so and so said to do it like this and you have to do it like this and we're talking about it instead of dropping that for a second and just listening and learning from each other i think that's a part of enlightenment too is letting go of this is how it's said to be done or this person said this is how it has to be done Right. And you can still maintain that, but you need to drop it in the moment while sharing and learning so that you can take in what they're offering. I think sometimes the sharing and learning as a part of enlightenment, if that makes sense. Yes. And thank you for the reminder Mm -hmm. that we know nothing because I realize that every day. It's like, I think I know so much. From everything I've seen, read, heard, studied, looked at, listened to, incorporated, put out again. And every day I realize I know nothing. There's always something to learn every day. Always. And so if we drop that pretense of I already know, it's much, much easier to become enlightened by listening to others, I think. And taking that in. Yeah. How are we all feeling? Tired. Yes. I'm not. I want to thank every one of you for being here. Carlene. Good effort, Carlene. Girl, I'm good. <laughs>
I want to thank you guys for being here tonight on another episode of the Sweet Release Healing Roundtable After Dark. Thank you so much to Charity, Jenny, and Carlene for coming in and imparting your wisdom, sharing the conversation. Thank you so much to Morgan and Sharon, our fantastic producers, for helping us through, keeping us focused, and making sure that the podcast runs smoothly. Thank you so much, dear listener. I hope you've enjoyed this one and that you'll hear us next time. Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Mwah.